Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. What's up? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever day you are listening. Sorry, you've said that the last three weeks. (laughs) But some people don't listen on a Wednesday. I know, but we come out on a Wednesday. So if you are a A mega fan, exactly. You listen on a Wednesday. We're saying hello, good morning. Good afternoon to you. To you, specifically only you. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening and checking in. So we are still on our LA tour. And if you've listened to our last two episodes, they have been amazing and really insightful from a business point of view, as well as like a girl boss kind of vibe. But who do we have this week? We're continuing with that theme, actually. Really? Yes. Pretending as if I wasn't in the (laughs) podcast room. Really? (laughs) I didn't do this podcast alone, no. It's with Jen Proctor. Yeah. So Jen, actually, if you guys listen to the podcast with Jen Walker that came out from Walker Draws, she, um, Jen Proctor, who we've got on today, actually introduced us to the other Jen um, and introduced us to her and we went to the Revolve Party, which if you listen to that episode, literally you'll find out how they built the Revolve Party. If you haven't listened, go back two episodes because it's phenomenal and amazing. And Jen Proctor is also amazing. Yeah, she's been a dear friend for several years. Yes. And we've watched her uh, grow her business. But during the pandemic, like amazing, something just happened. And when we got back here, we went to Jen's house because in those years she's had two little kids. So two little kids and her business is booming. Yeah. And she's like, well, like, how are you? What's going on? And she was like, girls, like, yeah. I don't know what just happened, but my business just went from here to skyrocketed. Yeah. And it's funny, she talks about, I can't remember if she talked about it on the podcast or if it was the two hours prior to recording that we're catching up, but she said you were either thriving during the podcast or, you know. The podcast? Oh, sorry, podcast. Oh my God, fuck. Um, during the pandemic. Um, and she was one of the businesses that thrived and yeah. we're so proud of her. And so she runs a business called Cultivated Entertainment. Entertainment. Um, and basically it's a talent booking, producing, development, casting, consulting, and they're also taking on um, influencers as well. Like So that's part of the talent. Um, Based of out of here in LA and New York City. Yeah. And she's just grown dramatically and we're so, so proud of her. And yeah, it was a really great episode just to get a little insight, I suppose, again, into like the Hollywood scene. There's like a lot of clients here, a lot of brands have money, a lot of really, really, really cool ideas that just doesn't happen out of Australia. So if, even for us listening, it was so inspiring and it was a really great ep. Yeah. I think to put it in perspective, um, one of Jen's clients mm. is Meta. Yeah. So specific- maybe say a little bit about, I feel like there might be some people that might not know what Meta is. Oh, it's the new name for Facebook. Yeah. And Instagram. It's like a Web3 kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. And um, so basically big businesses come to Jen and like, are like, 
we need an idea. We want to do this. How do we do it? What's the best way to go about she'll it? she'll go to like the talent and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And she's worked some, with some really, really, really big names. And she'll talk about on the podcast about one of the, she said it was one of her favorite jobs that happened in 2020 uh, with the pandemic. And I think it was Black Lives Matter, all that yeah, the cl- tragic stuff th- that was happening. I think it was called the class of 2020, <sighs> yeah. which included, I think Beyonce, Beyonce yeah, it did. the Obamas. It's crazy. She produced and got all the talent for that. Yeah, okay. I think we should shh now and go straight into the podcast because we're literally giving it away, but it's really amazing. And Jen, we love you and we loved having you on. And yeah. Happy Wednesday, Happy guys. Happy Wednesday. As Sarah said, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it is. Ciao. Jen, what's up? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So we're currently sitting in Los Angeles in your office space and we're so excited to have you on. So wow. thank you for coming on. I love you ladies. I'm so excited to be here. It's I, like like 360. 360. It literally is. We were previously on your podcast. Uh-huh. I mean, was that probably five years ago maybe? Yeah. I feel like it would have been. Yeah. 2018 maybe or 2017. Yeah. But I feel like that was the first podcast that you had been on, Sarah. I was just probably thinking I, w- I would be embarrassed to listen to that now. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh, we <laughs> need to go back and listen to it. Yeah. I did my research. I was just doing research today on um, Your Amazing Life and I went and clicked on your podcast and I saw Sarah and I, and I was like, I want to listen to that. But I'm like, I also don't want to listen to that. You should totally yeah, listen yeah. to it. I think it was a pretty rad conversation. I think so. And I think too, just listening back, you're like, wow, so much has changed. I a know. Lot. A lot. Changed. A lot has changed for you. Yes. Life is <laughs> completely different yeah. than even just the last time I saw you a couple of years ago. Yeah. So if we were interviewing you like two years ago, we'd be like, you know, business owner, entrepreneur, but now there's so much more to you and I have so much respect for you even more now than what I did back then because you're now a working mom, have now two kids and life has drastically changed. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself now and what you do for work? Yeah. Um, The way that I always describe what I do is if my business were a wheel, the center of that wheel is talent Mm -hmm. and all the spokes on the wheel are services that my company provides. So we're a talent consulting firm, we're talent producers, we do booking, we do casting, we do influencer placement, um, we do brands and events. Um, so, But it all comes back to talent. Yep. And we don't actually represent talent. We're that third party kind of in-between man. Yeah. So a lot of negotiating, a lot of making deals, a lot of aligning brands, uh, shows, events with the right type of talent. Yeah. Mm. And it's called cultivated entertainment. I should Mm -hmm. add that in. Yeah. Even though we'll probably do it in the intro. But how, going back to like your younger life, you were in talent management, right? I was on, I was at an agency. Yes. Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. And do you enjoy what you're doing now better? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, that's the thing about creating your own thing, right? And being an entrepreneur is there are no rules. Mm -hmm. There's no path that is is laid in front of you. You you have to carve your own. Mm -hmm. And while that's hard and, you know, definitely takes a certain type of person to be able to do it, it's so gratifying in the long run because, yeah, you're doing it on your own terms. You're doing what you love to do. There's never a boring day. Never. Uh, You know, there's there's a lot of ups and downs, but it's yours. It's all yours. Yeah. What what made you leave like a stable job at an agency and start your own thing? Because that's scary. That's the, yeah. I was going to say it's a scary thing going from stability to unknown. 
I think for me, it really what it came down to was I knew how valuable I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew how much more money I could make mm-hmm. and perhaps work less. Yep. I was at the I was at that point, like my late 20s, where I was grinding, yeah. you know, just day in, day out, working for someone else, you know, 12, 16 hour days, like just unbelievable. And the stress, right? And the stress was what was really eating away at me. My hair was falling out. I feel like I was, you know, I was gaining weight and losing weight. Like just, you could tell physically I was being affected by what was, you know, happening to me in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just decided like, F this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to grab the bull by the horns and I'm going to try and do it on my own. And ultimately what happened was I, I turned my old company, which was a, a division of Sony into my first client. Oh, oh wow. wow. Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. So talking about clients now, can you just give us a little run through of some of the clients that you've worked with in like the time you've had cultivated entertainment? Cause your resume is amazing <laughs> and you're in the perfect location in Hollywood to gain these clients. Can you name a few? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, a lot of, uh, we do a lot of TV shows. So yeah. people like Drew Barrymore, we launched her talk show, um, in 2020 and we're now about to go into the third season. Um, we did a massive project early in the pandemic called Dear Class of 2020 that was with the Obamas oh, and wow. pretty much every celebrity uh, you could name. Um, it was probably the most powerful and incredible project I've ever been a part of. Um, but I also, for the last couple of years, have done the Primetime Emmys. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a ton of podcasts for celebrities. We work um, on Pharrell's show. Um, we worked with Demi Lovato on her show. Um, you, you name it. I mean, so many different, so many different shows, so many different things. And then on the brand side, we've worked with brands like Nike. We currently work with Meta, who, you know, is Instagram and Facebook and the metaverse. Um, so it's it's all over the place. Um, and, you know, there may be some other things that next time you interview me, yeah. I could talk about uh, that are going to close too. <laughs> so for people that might not understand, say with the Drew Barrymore show, do producers come to you and say, we need talent for these five days, can you find people for us? Like, how does it work? Yeah. Well, every every project is different, but typically, yes, it's either it's either a, a television network, mm-hmm. a brand, yep. or a production company yep. usually mm-hmm. that come to to me and say, "We're doing this thing. We're doing this event. We're launching this show. You know, can you handle the talent?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for Drew's show, and like massive shout out to the Cultivated New York team. Um, but they work day in and day out with her. You know, they they book all the celebrity guests that you see come on the wow. show. They book all of the, you know, all the influencers, all the chefs, all the lifestyle experts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not just booking the talent, but really working as producers too, yeah. you know, and an integral part to the creative mm-hmm. of the show. Um, and then there's other versions where, you know, we've worked with companies like Netflix or Disney and they come to us and they say, okay, we're launching this campaign or we're launching this product or we're, or we're launching this film and we'll align with them to help um, to help them bring more viewership, more engagement uh, by way of like, you know, talent placement and, and yeah. talent deals. Yeah. So sometimes it's celebrity, sometimes it's creator and influencer, sometimes it's, you know, 
regular people that that um, you know are just really aligned with the brand. It just depends on what what the client is looking for. Yeah. Do you see any specific industry at the moment that's having its moment when it comes to placement of talent ads or anything? Well, I mean, I think right now the influencer and creator world is. It, it, it's like nothing we've ever seen before, yeah. right? Because my, traditionally, people that did what I did, there was a small pool of celebrity talent, and yeah. that's who you work with, right? Actors, actresses, musicians, athletes, mm-hmm. but very, very famous people by yeah. these sort of normalized terms. Now, anyone can be, you know, quote, famous, yeah. right? And, um, and, it's, and it's a really, really cool time where people can be authentic and real and 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 make money doing it. Yeah. So that is kind of spun the the whole entertainment industry on its head, right? Because you have this traditional linear television that, you know, think that celebrity means one thing yeah. and then you have this whole other sector of the population that know who they follow on Instagram much more than they know who Angelina Jolie is. Yes. Yeah. So my job is kind of helping brands and shows intermix the two, Mm -hmm. right? So stay current and know what's happening in this influencer world. But then also, yeah, let's get you Angelina Jolie to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, a little bit, I want to go back a little bit to the last two years that we've had, because we were speaking previously before. And I know when we came, when we were on your podcast a few years ago, how many staff members did you have then? I think like four or five. Okay. So, and you were saying before that your business thrived during COVID, which mm-hmm. you're very l- lucky. How did the space evolve during that time? Like, why did it become so busy? Well, I think because everyone was stuck at home, okay. right? So more than anything, people need to be entertained. Yeah. Screen time increased. Yeah, yeah. Screen time increased. Mm. So, you know, gone were the days we weren't able to do these massive in-person mm-hmm. productions anymore. Yeah. But what we did get really good at is these virtual things, right? There were so many virtual concerts and virtual fundraisers. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's on Zoom. You yeah. go to a, you know, someone has a book launch and it's on Zoom. Like, you know, we just, we learned a different way mm-hmm. and we adapted as, you know, as a as a race, as human race, right? Yeah. We, we didn't really have a choice. Um, and so because of that, I think, you know, even for me, I was really able to maximize time. Mm. So instead of driving all around Los Angeles and, you know, maybe spending half the day at a studio and half the day doing that, it's like I go boom to boom to boom to boom on Zoom mm-hmm. and, you know, I get 10 meetings done in the time that, it you know, I would have in a week's, it would have taken me a week yeah. to do that before. And so after that, now you have, was it 17 staff? Yeah. Yeah. 17 staff. So in this last two years, you've just thrived and now has 17 staff. We spoke before and I wanted to talk about in the podcast. So how do you manage 17 staff, your job day to day and being a mom mm. and a, a fiance? How? That a, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm like, <mind laughs> like I look up to you. How? Are you sane? I, I think so. Yeah. I actually feel like I'm more sane than ever, but I think in a way the last two years, it's just, it's, it's grounded me so much. And really the short answer to that question is a day at a time. And I know that sounds so trite, 
But I think I used to get so caught up in what was next, right? Mm-hmm. What was next? And, you know, becoming a mom and you, you just have, I have so many more things filling my time. Mm-hmm. So I try very hard to just be in the present and be in the moment and and have the mentality and like know in my gut that like good things are coming, yeah. right? Because yeah, I feel like I would lay awake at, at night like, oh, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to land that client? Yeah. And it's like, now I just, I have the confidence, I have the know-with-all, and time is such a such a valuable thing now yeah. that I don't waste it worrying. Oh, I love that. Were, was there any stage in that two years of rapid growth that you felt overwhelmed and out of your depth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think that is what being an entrepreneur is all about, right? It's like you go up the hill and then you're like, oh, shit, what's happening? You know, and then and then you and then you go down the hill and then you come back up the hill. And and that's also what scaling is, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But that but it's I think when you do have your own business, you sort of that's what you, that's what you thrive. You thrive off. off. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like an addiction, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you want to get to that next step. You want to face that next challenge. You want to surpass like any obstacle that comes your way. Um, so I think, and also, you know, I, I was pregnant for two years straight. So I was also dealing with a lot of the like physical ailments Mm. of that too. Um, so it was like, yeah, it was, it was a bumpy, beautiful, (laughs) amazing blur of a ride the last couple of years. You were just talking about scaling. Do you, I, have you had anyone come in and help you scale or has it just been you the whole time? It's just been me the whole time. Wow. No mentor, no guidance. No, I, I mean, I have people all around me that I, you know, that I would consider mentors and stuff. And, and I have amazing people that work for me and I don't, I don't even, consider that they work for me. I consider that they work with me, Yeah, you know, um, that are, I consider family. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's, I, I have a lot of great relationships. I seek out a lot of advice. I, I listen and I'm attentive whenever mm-hmm. I can. Um, and I think I also am just a good observer mm-hmm. yeah. so I can see what others have done, see what they've done well, what maybe not so well, uh, and just try to do it my own way. Yeah. I love that because it can be, when you are running a business, it can be very hard not to follow other businesses and do what they're doing. It's like stay in your own lane. And I mm-hmm. think that's great that you well, said that. Yeah. And I think for you gals, it's probably a little bit different, right? Because yeah. you, you know, the, the industry that you're in, there are so many other, mm-hmm. it's so competitive, competitive. It is. right? So it would be so hard not to, you know, it, constantly yeah. compare yourself mm-hmm. and, oh, what are they doing? How can we do it differently? I think the thing that's different about what I do is that no one's really ever done it. Yeah. Um, so I don't have, there's, I'm I'm not PR. I'm not just booking. I'm not just cat. It's like, I've kind of created this own little thing. Yeah. Uh, In and, my head, you're like an elite consultant. Totally. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of what I do is consulting, yeah. right? Like, there's action that comes after the consulting, mm-hmm. but that's like a real big part of it. Yeah, is the um, and being a tastemaker too, yeah. which is something that I'm Love like that. really proud of. And you know, people come come to us for you know who should we have? Yeah, uh, why should we have this person? And and that's a big part of of you know the day in and day out is mm-hmm. just knowing what's new, what's fresh, who's cool, who's the right fit for this. Um, and the last couple of years too, there's been so much happening just in, 
um, in these, you know, formerly segregated spaces yeah. of people that it's been really beautiful to be a part of a lot of projects and, and to be able to help put front some talent that may not have otherwise, you know, been mm. discovered yeah. or, or been a part of something, you know, yeah. um, communities that have, that are now being recognized, you know, so deservedly so that hadn't been before, which yeah. is, which has been a lot of fun too. We've spoken about a lot of good things in business because there are a lot of amazing things, but does anything come to your mind that you've made a mistake in business or something that you wish didn't go that way or you regret? Um, I think there's, there's just, there's been a couple of times that I haven't trusted my gut. Yep. And it's really, it's always been about people. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a person who's poisonous, right? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's someone who's a part of a project mm -hmm. that just, yeah, I, my gut is telling me run, right? Yeah. It, they, it doesn't matter how much they pay you. It doesn't matter how cool this thing is. If this person is a part of it, run. Mm -hmm. And, you know, running a business. So sometimes you have to make decisions based yeah. on other factors. And that's really the only time I've I've regretted it. I get in these situations where you're around these toxic people. And especially in the entertainment industry, um, it's becoming less and less and less. But there are still very much toxic people mm. who operate in that old Hollywood way. Yeah. And I don't have time for that, yeah. you know, and that's everything that I strive to not be. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Yeah. It's hard. There's always toxic people. I can imagine here it'd be very. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a very cutthroat industry. And I just, and I think the further along I get in my career and my business journey, it's just, you know, you just cut them out. Mm. Just, yeah. How do you see the entertainment industry evolving? With so many different platforms and streams, how can certain clients for you grow mm -hmm. when it is so competitive? Well, I think as as I as I said a little earlier on that kind of that traditional celebrity front, right? Yeah. I think that the way that it used to be, you think old Hollywood, right? The, yeah. These massive mega stars. I think there just will be less and less and less. There's mm -hmm. going to be more famous people, but there's going to be less mega stars yeah. because there's so much content. There's so many creators. There's so, you know, I mean, in the pandemic alone, think of all the TV shows, yeah. all the game shows, all the podcasts, mm. all the things that launched. Um, so there's more for everyone, which means, you know, these these huge, huge stars are just, they're going to, yeah, they're going to kind of dissipate. I find it so fascinating talking about content creators and stuff like that, how the TikTok creators have become so, like you think of like Addison Ray, like all mm -hmm. these, have you ever worked with any of the younger TikTokers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more. I find it so fascinating. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we did a, we, we were fortunate to do a lot of work with, um, YouTube actually. Yeah. And you know, a lot of, a lot of the TikToker, there's this sort of connection between YouTube, Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Right. And, and some, you know, one person doesn't, have the same numbers usually across all three platforms, but there's this kind of woven mm -hmm. intersection. Um, and so we've done a lot of projects with those types of folks. I think it's, it's really interesting because they, uh, 
they're just, you know, one day they're normal people and then the next they have millions of followers. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, it's just a completely different experience working with those people. A lot of them are more shy or more humble. Um, you know, they just, they just don't really know what to expect. And, And it's really quite sweet and beautiful. Um, you you get you get both sides of the of yeah, the coin, you of know. Course. Yeah. So what 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 has been your the your whole career? What has been your favorite project that you've worked on? I think it definitely has to be the Dear Class of twenty twenty, yeah. and it was yeah. So um, obviously March, right? The yeah. pandemic hit, um, and I got a call. I want to say in April. Okay. Um, and it was a YouTube project mm-hmm. that uh, the Obamas were a part of. Um, and Michelle has a, um, uh, organization called higher ground that, um, is for education. And we had, I think close to 200 talent and, wow. and it, I mean, everyone, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, um, you know, uh, athletes like Tom Brady and Dwayne Wade, your girl, wow, Gabrielle my- Union. <laughs> oh. Obsessed. <laughs> uh, I mean, J Lo, wow. Taylor Swift, um, BTS. Like Jeez. it was. And you in charge of getting that those all the talent. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of uh, a lot of creators and YouTubers, like you know, Dude Perfect and mm-hmm. Try Guys, and um, yeah. So and it was also at the time we're here in America. There was a lot of racial yes, unrest of happening um, to the point that we had recorded a lot of the show and um, and then riots were breaking out, mm-hmm. um, you know, here in Los Angeles and in other cities all around the country. And Beyonce, you know, redid her speech. Um, we had Lizzo as the opening artist and we sort of changed things. It was all of the people that were a part of it leaned in Mm -hmm. and it was this really vulnerable and scary, but yet also beautiful moment in time that I just don't think could ever be repeated where, you know, it doesn't matter how big of a star you are, right? Mm. The it was like our basic human needs and interests were were completely being blown mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And there was just this camaraderie and this connectivity that um really came through through the project, you know, and we were all working from home and you know, everyone's on Zoom and um yeah, it was just it, it was definitely one of the most special things I've I've ever done. Um, and I just don't think that anything of that mm. scale could ever be done again. No, it's a weird time. Well, even time. if it does, I think there's always something special when it's a novelty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It, even if something did happen down the future, we're like, we've lived through this already. So yeah. I don't know. It was such a novel experience for the whole world. So, mm. And it was amazing for the whole world to come together like how it was. Yeah, mm. agreed. Mm-hmm. So was that on YouTube or mm-hmm. did the network pick that up? Yeah, it was on, it was on YouTube. And yeah. I think it was the most watched um, YouTube original that had ever, no ever been way. done. Yeah. So if anyone yeah. listening wants to watch it, it's obviously still up on YouTube. Yeah. Now. Okay. We'll yeah, it's called yeah. Dear yeah. Class of 2020. Yeah. And you can find, you know, you, I mean, Beyonce's speech will make the hair on your arm stand up. Lady Gaga's speech. I mean, Michelle and Barack Obama wow. both did speeches. Um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty special thing yeah. to be a part of. Wow. It's crazy. I just want to, you're a born and bred SoCal girl, aren't yes. you? Yes. Yes. Why the entertainment industry? 
Well, I was always a singer. Yep. An so, amazing singer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, from the time from the time I was teeny tiny, I just was always singing. I was always interested in music. Um, and so I wanted to be a singer and mm-hmm. and I definitely went down that path and had a couple of record deals and, you know, gone south, that sort of, you know, mm-hmm. typical pop star story. <laughs> um, but then in college, I was studying broadcast journalism and I wanted to be a news wow. anchor. Wow. And so, you know, still on camera, right? Yeah. I was very much, uh, you know, I was going to be the talent. And uh, ultimately, I just, I think I realized or I, I felt, uh, you know, as a 20-something, you know, um, young woman that I couldn't, that I didn't feel like there were nice people in the industry. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like anyone had my back. And there was something that just sort of ignited in me that I wanted to be that good person. I wanted to do something different. Um, And so, yeah, then I stopped being the talent. And then now it's like, I'm on the opposite side of it. Um, you know, placing all the talent and and putting all the talent and all the things and helping do the deals for the talent. So I think that's why good things are happening for you because you want to change the industry for yeah. the better. Yeah. So you're yeah. the light happening in the industry. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's, that's, yeah, that's really I love sweet. that. Yeah. 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 I, lo- I mean, I that's I, I hope so. You know, I think there's only so much that one person can do, but you know, you can't do anything if you don't try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's true. I feel like, and also, do you want to? Sorry, no, that's okay. Do you want to open the door and yeah, she'll stop she'll crying? Yeah. Before. Edit that, please. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Matthew. Rox. Come here. Where are you? Oh, you're over there. Oh, you're very loud. Come on. Hi, Rox. Come on, Roxy. Come in. Just chill. Here we go. You good? Actually, I can't remember what I was going to ask. So I'll ask a different question. Sorry, I know. No, we're no, on that's a okay. I was like, no, she'll no, just no, keep no. crying. That's okay. Yeah. She was on the couch all the way at the end. Good here. Good. Okay. I'll come back with a question. Yeah. This yeah. Is what, oh no, you go. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever be the talent? Oh, I mean, it's funny. I joke with friends all the time. I, I think ultimately, what I would love is you know, one night a month having like a little band and doing a gig at like a lounge, you know, just having my friends come out and just, just like one night, like just for my soul, you know, I think that's the thing that I miss about music and singing and dancing and being a performer is it's so expressive and it's so therapeutic. And, you know, I love to work out and yoga and all those things, but it's, it's not the same. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, it's definitely on my, you know, my long list of things that I, you know, need to do for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, just, just for me. Sarah had a question, what fills up your cup? And I feel like you just nailed that answer. Well, to- did you know, like, what does fill up your cup right now? Cause you're not singing at the moment. Well, that's I'm not, true. Yeah, that's true. I, I think what, for obviously being a mom, right. Yeah. yeah. You like, it drains my cup, but also, <laughs> but also fills up yeah. my cup. I think, you know, I could ha- be having, you know, a terrible day or a stressful day or, you know, everything could be going wrong or everything could be going right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I see those two little kids and it's just like, there's nothing else that matters in the world. Um, and also being in a relationship yeah. too, you know, I mean, I've been a 
notoriously single person really my whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had a couple a couple boyfriends, but um, no one could really like, you know, pin me down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that's really nice too. You know, it, it's nice to, to be with someone that, that does just bring you down to earth. Yeah. Um, and, and keep me humble and keep me grounded. And, and I think that in turn is really what fills up my cup. You can be, you know, I can be with famous people all day long and I could riff the name, you know, I mean, that's just the nature of, of what I do. But at the end of the day, none of that, that is, is what fills yeah, my yeah, cup. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the family. It's, it's the relationships with my good, good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and just even that, I think with COVID happening, I feel like before COVID, I was that person that had, you know, six weeks booked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I couldn't have a dinner with my sister yeah. unless it was two months out, you know? Yeah. Oh, so you mean socially? Yeah. Socially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and I've always had a lot of friends, but, uh, you know, at, as so many of us do, right? Mm. These social obligations. And I think one thing that I really realized going through that is I don't need to, mm. to do all that. I don't need to go to the dinner that I, like, don't want to go oh to. God. I don't need to go to the bachelorette party for the person I haven't seen in 10 years, yeah. you know, and really prioritizing. I think that also fills my cup, mm-hmm. putting myself first, yeah. you know. I feel like COVID did that for us as well, don't Is you it think? COVID or is it an Getting age older. thing? We because, say, well, know, combination, yeah. probably, yeah. Because we say now, like, we've got five friends that they're, mm-hmm. they're our Fill people. up our cup mm-hmm. and we kind of got rid of, well, not, not got really. rid of, but just you don't, they don't fulfill or you don't. Totally. Same thing. It's like, why do I have to go to the dinner that I'm like dreading all week yeah, and I want to cancel? I'm waiting on the day and I'm like, I hope they cancel. I hope I they know. cancel. I know. I'm like, I have to check myself now. And I'm like, obviously I don't want to have dinner with them. Yeah. So why do I say yes all the time? It's I know. like this yes, yes, busy syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's insane. The busy syndrome was, yeah. a, was a big thing. I, I, I mean, I think it's both, mm. but yeah, I, I do too. think that COVID, you know, we, it, it was weird at first. You're, yeah. you're locked in mm. right with your thoughts and your emotions and, you know, holy shit, like wh- what do I do? Yeah. But then you also learn more about yourself and what's important and who's important. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's a combination. Yeah, I think so too. So talk. I want to go back to business as well. You obviously have expanded. We've talked, spoken about that. What's been the most difficult thing as a business owner with expanding? You're obviously in New York now and LA have a lot of staff. What's been the hardest thing that you've struggled with in that process? I think it's it's prioritizing. Okay. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, I, we talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, not on the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> me. Yeah. I think the thing that's the trickiest is prioritizing mm-hmm. because right now it's like, I have three full-time jobs. Yeah. yeah. One job is my clients. It's the day-to-day, right? It's the actual work. The second job is running the business. That's the payroll, the insurances, the, mm-hmm. okay, we're running a new office space that, you know, is everybody happy or what's happening with the, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And then the third part is the actual employees, right? You know, more people is more time. You have to spend time with, with everyone. And, and I love to spend time mm-hmm. with everyone. So I think that's, that's been it for me, right? Yeah. Is, and, um, you know, making decisions to help support me with each of those three jobs, but still being able to, um, you know, maintain 
a grasp on mm-hmm. what's happening. And I think that's like, as you get bigger, you know, I used to, I, you know, I joke, I would get, you know, get down and clean the toilet and, you know, sign the the biggest contracts. It's like, there's no job too big or small mm-hmm. and you just don't have time for all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I still want to clean the toilet and I still want to sign the contracts, but I have to really um, lean in to, to what is most important, you know, on that day or in that moment mm-hmm. and being okay with having someone else handle the other That's thing. That's what I was yeah. just about to say to you. Was it hard giving up control? Yeah, it is. I, I, I It is. But I think that there was a bit of a blessing in disguise with having the two kids in the last two years yeah, because true. you sort of like, you know, bath time in bed. I mean, I... Like, that's it. I, mm-hmm. I am off. I'm not checking my emails. I'm not talking for that hour and a half. Yeah. And I never was that person mm. before. You could call me at three in the morning and I was there and mm. ready for you, um, which is a big part of why I am where I am today, yeah. you know, that grind. But yeah, there's there's definitely days that I struggle with it more than others because yeah. I'm like, shit, I don't know. I I should have known that or crap. I didn't read that email. I didn't have time to get to that, you know, whereas before I could riff off every single Mm -hmm. thing that Mm -hmm. was happening. So. But you don't beat yourself up about. No, I don't beat myself up about it at all. It's Mm -hmm. just different, you know. Because you can't be over everything. When you're growing that big, you have to let go of control and Mm -hmm. things are going to slip through. I know. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the hard thing, right? It's like it's your baby at the yeah. end of the day. And so you you want to be able to handle it all. You want to make every single decision. And um, yeah, that that whole thing, things are going to slip through the cracks. You're like, no, they can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your goals with cultivated entertainment? Um, so definitely uh, expanding on the influencer and creator campaign stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of a new division, obviously, mm-hmm. in, you know, in the last year or mm-hmm. two. Um, and we've done some really successful campaigns and it's been really fun so much to the point that I actually started a second company under, um, cultivated called cultivated productions. Mm-hmm. And so we can like actually produce things. Oh, we wow. can contract talent, we can pay talent. So it just, there's just more capabilities. Yeah. So I think definitely expanding that. Obviously, continuing to expand everything that we're already doing and then getting back on the international game. Yeah. I feel like before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of stuff in yeah. Australia. Um, I've done quite a bit like in the UK and in, and throughout Europe, uh, but definitely want to continue to expand beyond the United States. Well, I, I'm going to hook you up with so many Australian brands. So I, yes. get to, I get to see you more. Yeah. <laughs> Bring oh the God. kids yes. over. Yes. That's yep. cool. I like that. I love what you said before about leaning in. Like mm. I feel like a lot of business owners can relate to what you just said because we struggle with that as well and we get asked that question a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said lean in and prioritize because we forget to do that. Yeah. 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 It's hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So now that you've, you know, you're a mom and all that kind of stuff, and a business owner, what advice could you give? Because we have a lot of females who run business or want to start their own business listening. Mm -hmm. What advice could you give to someone who may be a mom but wants to start a business? What would you say to them? I say just do it. Okay. And, you know, I I think the trickiest part about 
um, starting or not starting your own business is just getting in your head about it, right? Yeah. There is no right or wrong way to do it. So just make a list of the things that you need to do and cross them off. If you cross them all off in one day or one year, it doesn't matter, but you just have to do it. Yeah. Uh, the more you sit and stir and think about it, the harder it's actually going to be to really get going. Yeah. So just do it. Take one little step today that's going to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. If you were, weren't doing this business, is there any other business that you would start? Like, do you see a niche in the market for anything? Um, I think hats and sunglasses or really? hats and glasses. That's your vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, do, I still think that there may be like a, you know, cultivated couture. No. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, but definitely like I love hats. I have so many hats and glasses are like my kind of like trademark. Yeah. And people always ask about my glasses and my hats. So I don't know. I think that's sort of a, you know, um, down the road. And also interior design. Yeah. I really, really love interior design and, and I find it really therapeutic and enjoyable. So if you have any friends that need help with nurseries or like, you You're know. You're very good at it. I, I, I just, that. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really, really fun. And it's creative. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I think it, I think it fuels that mm-hmm. part that I was talking about, like being a singer and a dancer. It's that, you know. Expression, yeah. you know, creative mm-hmm. expression. So, yeah. That's cool. I like that. Sarah, yeah. what, what about you, you guys? I yeah. Don't know. Sarah, would you start a cafe? Yeah, I love food and mm-hmm. I love it because that's my like background is food and family and bringing people together. So, some mm-hmm. kind of cafe that you'd have, I don't know, your locals that have just come. And what then, kind of food would it be? Mm, I don't know. Like, but I also love wine. So, would it be a wine bar? Oh, yeah, true. You could be a cafe all of day. the above. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. What about you? I don't know. I've kind of always loved working with kids, like not working with kids, like I love kids. Yeah. Maybe like what we're talking about, like a childcare center or mm. I don't know, something like that. Um, you want to watch mine tonight? Yeah, 100%. Sean and I will go out to dinner. <laughs> 100%. No, I feel like I would do like maybe more of a service-based business, uh-huh. yeah. get out of fashion mm-hmm. and set up a childcare center or something that kind of make that. it a little bit like holistic mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of yeah not like you know how there's like steiner schools do you have steiner schools here what is that i don't know how you would describe that like hippie independent schools yeah. where kids learn to meditate and no i would love I mean, to i'm child- sure that they yeah. have them somewhere I, yeah. I haven't heard about them but. i don't know yeah but i'd love to do maybe like a childcare a little bit like that kind of cool learning about health wellness and mindfulness holistic. yeah yeah very holistic cool. i think that'd be fun yeah. I mean, LA is, I'm sure <laughs> it exists, yeah, you know? Yeah, um, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any more questions? No, I'm good. I'm just, it's been such a pleasure to sit down with you and speak what's happened in the last three years. And I'm like, hand on heart, in awe of you and yeah. I admire oh, you. You guys are so yeah. sweet. Thank you, you. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, even when we're sitting up outside before, you so happy mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of your success comes down to like passion happiness and you're obviously good at what you do and just being a really good person yeah I think exactly a good, good humans happen to good people I agree I agree yeah yeah I, I yeah I you said it like even earlier when you were talking about your business like yeah. I think that if you've if you've put in the work mm-hmm. and yeah. you're a good person and you've established those relationships and and your ethics, right? Yeah. People know your ethics. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I think the universe brings you good things. Agree, yeah. agree. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Where can people find you and your business? Um, 
Uh, cultivated entertainment mm-hmm. on Instagram and yep. Twitter and Facebook. Um, and www.cultivatedent.com. Perfect. You've said that a few times. <laughs> but we'll put it in the show notes as well. But, yeah. I bet you, you so there'll much. be a lot of people hitting you up from a show being like, hey, can you open an Australian yeah. arm of this, Seriously. please? Yeah. yeah. Bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I'm so Thank ready. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.